Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. So Mary finds out, I'll put it this way, she's missed that month. And she had that meeting with the angel where she was told that she was going to have a baby. She couldn't figure out how this was going to work. And then this happened. So she heard that her cousin, aunt, near kinsman, Elizabeth, in her advanced years had become pregnant. So she went down to be with her, get out of Dodge, where everyone knew everything about everyone and uh, go and be with her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, when Mary showed up, had a little, little John in her belly cheer. And she felt it. So Mary, going from that place of wondering, questioning what on earth was going on to one of joy, burst forth in song. My soul, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and imagination of, the, of their hearts. And he has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his posterity forever. May God add his understanding to this hearing of his word. Well, I was working out the other day at LA Fitness, and I saw a guy walking across the floor with a Dunder Mifflin t-shirt on. Now, if you're familiar with The Office, this probably the most popular sitcom ever, um, <clears throat> I look at the shirt, says Dunder Mifflin, which is the name of a paper company in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I looked at that and I started to almost laugh. Just the thought of that show, it is so funny, it is so silly. And so I, I saw that and I started thinking about how they do things on that show and how goofy it is. And, and what it called to mind as I was preparing this week is their use of music. They'll pull out the most obscure pieces, one-hit wonders, and then they sing to it and dance these silly dances. And they even, on, on one show, I, don't wa I haven't watched that much of it. I can hardly take it. It's just so silly. <laughs> but on one, they used that song from the commercial, Ricola, Ricola. And I, what are they doing? But, but it was just so funny how they took music and 
integrated it in and had fun with it. But it made me think. It, all makes, it always makes me think, what, what is the function of music? Where does this come from? I remember at UC Santa Barbara during warm-ups out on the gym floor, almost every day they'd put on The Temptations. And when that song came on with the drum beat to start out, and then they sing out, I know you won't leave me. And it goes, yeah. <laughs> I got energized. And almost every time I would take a loop around and slam it through the hoop. It was so energizing and fun. Music. It's great stuff. It's, there's something about why do we sing? Where does it come from? What is its source? And we can go our whole lives and just sort of do things, but then sometimes something happens. We started out with Cicel this morning. I cannot listen to her without my heart being stirred, especially with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Nobody does church music better than, than they do. But it stirs, and something, something touches our very soul with music. So I was a senior in high school, and my, my little brother, Noel, who actually is a pastor out in California now, and he was a pastor with Bill in Bakersfield for a number of years. Uh, Noel came to me. I had purchased the album of Elton, Elton John's album, uh, Madman Across the Water. And Noel came to me, and he had some questions to ask me about one of the songs called Levon. And he asked me about it. Of course, he asked me because I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> and uh, he comes to me, and he says, is there something being said here in these lyrics? Levon wears his war wound like a crown. He calls his child Jesus because he likes the name. And he sends him to the finest schools in town. He was born a pauper to a pawn on Christmas Day when the New York Times said God is dead and the war's begun. Alvin Tostic has a son today and he shall be Levon and he shall be a good man and he shall be Levon in, in tradition with a family plan and he shall be Levon and he shall be a good man, and he shall be Levon. And Noel asked me, he said, do you think something is being said here? Because you can take those words and have it say, and he shall believe on. And he shall believe on. Bernie Taupin wrote those words when he was probably 20 years old. And, and he wrote much of what Elton John made famous to this day. And somehow, as a young man who wasn't a believer, nevertheless was, was touched by the story of faith that, that he grew up in, in, with in England. And somehow the music of the church touched him. And he twisted it, and he he may have had intent for a little bit of a twist of sarcasm, but nevertheless, it was there. Music. 
Now, the opening chapters of Luke, those two opening chapters, have eight instances of psalmic insertions. This was one of them, the canticle, the, 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 the canticle of Mary. But there are eight instances in which singing takes place, eight of them. Whether it's Zechariah or Mary or Elizabeth or the angels or the angel, eight of them. It's almost like a musical where there's some narrative and then they break into song. There couldn't be a better time to start in life. <laughs> and, and so they break into song in the midst of this. Eight of them. So the, the Christmas story is full of music. The story itself. We have a tendency to sort of kill all that music in the way we do church. But the reality is, it is full of music, full of joy. At that which comes to them from the outside at that which, which breaks in. And isn't it, isn't it interesting that the people of God, even as attested in the, in the New Testament, Paul and Silas get thrown into jail in Philippi. And they're, they're in jail. They've both been beaten because they walked the gauntlet and everyone beat them with rods on their backs and and they didn't know what was going to happen, but they're in jail, in the Philippian jail. They're singing. They're singing. They're in an awful place. And they're singing. And when Jesus rode into Jerusalem, and the, the religious authorities said, tell them to stop, because if they don't stop, you're going to be viewed as a revolutionary, and the Romans are going to come in and wipe us all out. And Jesus said, if they stop, the stones themselves will sing. Stones will sing. thought it was interesting early on in this pandemic, a choir in Seattle. There was an outbreak in that choir. Because they came together, as they always did, and they had choir practice, and apparently a number of them came down with COVID. So the word came out, don't sing. Don't sing. Because that Roman dictator, COVID, may come in and wipe you all out. Well, we know what happened in New York and in the Supreme Court when the government tried to suppress worship. Thank God for the coalition of Catholics and Jews who took it ultimately to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said that you cannot single out the churches or worshiping communities. You cannot single them out and say that they cannot operate. As if government is more caring than we are as if government knows best, as if the civil authorities can tell God's people when to sing. Even the stones will cry out. Now, that doesn't mean reckless regard, disregard. 
But it does mean that there is something in our hearts that, that longs to come forth, that comes forth perhaps most powerfully when, when we find that there is a song in our hearts. There's something that we can say and something that we can sing that, that touches us and then taps something in us that is deep. When that gorgeous little sweetheart, Sarah Wright, was singing for us this morning, singing Silent Night, I was sitting here looking at the sheen on that beautiful little cheek of hers as she sang. But I also thought, how many generations of God's children have sung that song? And yes, when we're little, we're trying to come up Come, trying to come up with the words. We're trying to remember the words. We're trying to sing on key. But then in time, it becomes something that's embedded in our hearts. And it simply flows out. It comes forth. There are times when we, we don't even know why, but a song comes to the surface. I believe song, music, comes to the human community, to humanity, because of the inbreaking reality of God. Let's face it, if it all depends on us, if all there is is what we do, what we accomplish, what is there to sing about? So if I go out and cut the grass and edge it and look at it when it's all done, I don't burst forth in song. I go get a shower. When we do things of our own, when we create something of our own hands, well, that's nice, that's good, and we all should. We all should give of what we have and, and make a difference in our world, but it's, it seems odd to think that we're going to do something and then and then sing to our own glory. But when something is given to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And we see that which has come to us from the outside. We're given a song. And we're grateful. And, and when we don't connect that with our relationship with God or with a relationship with God, then, then typically we, we connect it with the opposite sex. And a lot of music, art, literature is all about love of God, love of the other. Because anyone who's ever been loved knows that they don't deserve it. Anyone who's ever been cared for in such an overwhelming way realize that it is a gift, and that gives forth to song. So Bernie Toppin later on moved to the San Inez Valley, where Bill was an associate pastor in the Presbyterian Church there. And he and his family attended, but the pastor noticed that during communion, once a month, that Toppin never went up with his wife and kids. He would simply sit and watch. And this went on for weeks, 
or I should say months, for some time. And so he asked the pastor at one point, well, what, what should I do to receive communion? He said, I, when, when am I ready? I, I, just, I just don't know that I believe any of this. And you're doing a good job on all of that, and I like the church a lot, but I, I just don't know that it really affects me. I don't know if this touches me at all. So when, when should I come forward? For communion. And the pastor simply said something to the effect when you can trust God and you receive Him as Lord and Savior, and you accept the mercy and the gift of God's grace to you, then come forward. More months passed, month after month after month. And then one Sunday morning, as the pastor was up front serving communion by intinction, where you tear off a piece and dip it in the cup. In the line, he saw Bernie Taupin coming forward. And as he arrived, the pastor couldn't hold it back. And a tear came down his cheek. Taupin stepped forward with a tear on his cheek, took the bread, and before he dipped it in the wine, that I trust Jesus. And God put a song in his heart. Not just then, but way back when he was a kid. And he shall believe on. And he shall believe on. And God claimed him as his own. You know, one of the great images of of the kingdom of heaven is the saints of God from every tribe, tongue, and nation and innumerable uh, multitude that no one can count that all day, every day are singing the praises of God, singing worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. You know, in church, every now and then we do some hymn where somebody lets me know, hey, you know, I, I didn't like that. Well, I don't like country western music. <laughs> or I don't like gospel music. Or I don't like the traditional stuff. I like the rock and roll music. Every tribe every tongue will join in and join voices together with that glorious song we will sing for all eternity. Worthy is the Lamb. Will you join me in prayer? We trust in you, O oh Lord. We trust in you because you have made provision for us. And our hearts have been stirred. And your spirit dwells therein. And you give us a song. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. 
Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.